Welcome to the Cornerstone Baptist Church podcast. My name is Justin Wheeler. I am the preaching pastor for Cornerstone, and it is still January of 2020. And as I have told you the last few weeks on the podcast, we're doing something a little bit different this year. Uh, The main focus of the podcast for this year is going to be the elders and I answering questions that come in from you, the members of Cornerstone Baptist Church, or even some of our regular listeners who aren't members of Cornerstone Baptist Church. And we're looking forward to what this year can hold out for us. I mean, honestly, we have all kinds of questions coming in. We've gotten questions about theology. We've got questions about practice. We've got questions about uh, just general life advice. We've gotten questions about uh, the ministry of the church here and how we do things and why we do things that way. Um, So if you have a question that falls into any one of those categories that you would like to submit to us, we would love to receive those from you. Um, If you have a question but you haven't submitted it yet, I just want to encourage you to go ahead and do so. We're trying to plan out the year. Uh, We're putting all of this together. Um, And so I would say just go ahead and hit send. We will not let anybody know uh, the name on the question. It'll be anonymous. Uh, If you're a member of Cornerstone Baptist Church, then uh, you received an email a few weeks back, actually at the very beginning of the year, uh, and you should simply respond to that email with your question. Um, or if you can't find that email, you can send your questions to Scott or to Cody. If you would even like to write your question out, just write at the top of a piece of paper, this is an Ask the Elders question, put it in the offering, and those things will find their way to me, and we'll begin to work through that. Now, if you're not a member of CBC and you'd like to submit a question because you're a regular listener, well, you can do that either through our email, through our website, cornerstonewiley.org, or you can just hit up on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Submit your questions there, and we will put them in the hopper. Now, today, uh, the question is, and I'm going to read this word for word as it came in. The question is, what advice and cautions would you give to the young people of Cornerstone in the early stages of adult life as they navigate decisions which will potentially direct the course of their Live. So what advice, what cautions would I give to young people at Cornerstone as they navigate those early life decisions? Well, this question is really specific in one sense. Uh, it's specific in the sense that um, it's asking about how we navigate decisions that will affect or direct the course of life. And um, in reality, this is it's hard to make uh, clear, simple advice uh, about individual decisions that are going to affect the rest of life if I don't know the details, right? So I'm always cautious about giving counsel or giving advice when I don't know the specifics. Um, I think about, um, I don't know if you're Lord of the Rings fans in any way. If you're not, then just ignore what I'm about to say for the next 30 seconds. But there's a, there's a, a, a scene in the, the first book, The Fellowship of the Ring. It's not in the movie. It's in the books. And uh, Frodo is trying to figure out, he's the main character of the story. He's trying to figure out what he should do. He doesn't have you know, any clarity on the, the plan as it, as it stands. And so he's asking one of the elves as, that he comes across uh, in the woods. And, and the elf just basically says, you know, we're, we're not in the habit of giving out advice. We're not in the habit of giving out counsel because we don't know all the factors and all the details. So we don't want to steer you wrong. And, and I, I just want to say that here. 
Um, if I don't know the details, um, and, and this is just good, wise, general advice, if you don't know all of the factors and you don't know all the details, it's very difficult. And, and in some cases, it's very dangerous for us to be too dogmatic about the advice we give or the counsel that we give someone. I mean, there are always factors that must be considered. Uh, like what stage of life are you in? What type of career are you seeking? What is the actual decision that you're faced with right now? Are you in a serious relationship? If you make this decision, will it put you in significant financial debt? Um, it, all of those things have to be considered when you're making a decision. So um, when giving advice, when cautioning someone about life decisions, it's critical to know some information about all the factors in their life. And so it's nearly impossible to answer that question as it stands for everyone. But here's what I want to do. If I were to give general advice to the young people in our church, let's say uh, you're out of high school, you're in college or in that college age, you are single, not married, you're a member of the church, you're involved, what would my advice be to you um, about the next three to five years of your life, right? Uh, if I thought about it this way, I, I would even say if I could go back to when I first became a Christian, I was in college, I was not married, uh, I didn't have significant debt, I didn't have any children, I, I, I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't fully know what I wanted to do with my life, but I was, I was there. What, what would I tell myself if I could go back and give them that advice? Well, okay, I've got a few things actually. I've got several things I want to encourage you on. Number one. I would advise and I would counsel you to make your relationship to Christ your most important pursuit. Make your relationship to Christ your most important pursuit. Now, I understand you're, you're thinking about college and you're thinking about career and you're thinking about marriage and you're thinking about all of these different things you could do. And, and all of those things are important. All of those things are valuable. But nothing is as important as your relationship to Christ. Nothing is as valuable as your soul. So when you're young and you're single, you're without children, you have more time and you have more energy than at any other point in your adult life, save when you're you know, retired, perhaps, if, if that ever comes for us. You have all of this energy. You have all of this time. This is the time of your life that you can be devoting yourself to growing in your relationship to Christ, and you need to be investing there. My, my, my first piece of advice is make your relationship to Christ the most important pursuit. There's always a, a need um, to prioritize our walk with Christ. There's always a need for us to prioritize reading His Word and, and growing in our knowledge of His Word. There's always a need for us to prioritize obedience to His commands and, and service to His kingdom. But for some reason, when we're young, we often put this on the back burner and we prioritize other things. And it's not that those other things aren't important. It's very important for you to find a spouse. If you want to be married and you want to engage in a relationship with someone for that end and for that purpose, it's really important that, that you do that and that, that, that you're wise in the process, that you listen to the counsel of others, that, uh, that you read good books and you learn about the process of relationships. But finding a spouse is not as important as your relationship to Christ. 
Um, developing proper friendships is important. I know you want to hang out with your friends. I know you want to do all those things. I know you want to go to, you know, weekends away, and you, you just want to spend as much time with your friends as you can. Those relationships are immensely valuable, but they're not as valuable as the relationship you have to Christ. So put one in the p- position of priority. Preparing for your career is really important. You know, going to school. Um, working hard to learn as much as you can so that you can be ready to go out into the workforce. All of these things are important, but they're not as important as your relationship to Christ. Um, So nothing should take precedent over your personal relationship and identity in Christ. It's so easy for this Um, to slip out of place. And when it does, problems follow. So my advice, the first bit of advice that I would give to the young people in our church is make your relationship to Christ your greatest pursuit. Make that the most important. Nothing is as important as your soul. That statement that I just made right there, nothing is as important as your soul. It comes from a little book uh, by J.C. Ryle. Um, Actually, it was a a series of sermons were actually published by J.C. Ryle, and this is one of them. It's been put into a book, and it's it's titled Thoughts for Young Men. Now, I I really wish that someone, a godly woman, would come and and read through this and and, and extract everything. And maybe it has, and I just don't know about it. Extract the, the wisdom that he applies in this book to young men and do the same thing for young women. Uh, I, I think most of this book could be read in that in that way. So I wouldn't discourage young women from reading this little book, but it's a small book, Thoughts for Young Men by J.C. Ryle. And that's the first thing he stresses, and I think he's absolutely right. Nothing is as important as your soul, so prioritize that. That's my first bit of counsel or advice. And the second bit of counsel and advice I would give is um, set some personal goals and take steps toward your spiritual maturity as well as your general you know, maturity in life. So uh, s- prioritize your relationship to Christ and then set some goals for yourself and take steps toward maturity. Now, I'm, the reason I say this second uh, is I'm, I'm really big on setting goals. I, I do this personally every year. My, my wife and I generally sit down. We think about the year that just passed, uh, and we think about the year that is ahead, and, and we think, what do we want to accomplish? What do we want to read? What kind of experiences do we want to have? How do we want to grow in ministry? So we think about setting goals not only in terms of short-term goals, like read a book, but also long-term goals. By the end of the year, how, how do we want to be doing Uh, In the next three years, how do we want to be doing in this particular category? And so I would just, I'm I'm a strong proponent of setting goals and then uh, creating a plan that will help you achieve those goals or mature toward those goals. I do this with my kids as well. I remember... Um, as we they got ready to go back to school this year, I sat down with them and I, I talked to them each individually about establishing three goals for themselves throughout the year. Uh, one of those goals was to grow in your relationship to Christ. Another one of those goals was to develop deeper relationships with other people. Um, and then a third one was just to do really well in whatever they, they set out to do, whether it was um, helping out in chapel or uh, you know going to school and just you know being a good student, but also you know being good on the basketball court. Just strive for excellence. So so I'm just really big on setting goals, and I think you can set short term goals, and I think you can set long term goals, even as a young person. Uh, short-term goals are, you know, developing good habits, good habits, spiritual habits of, you know, being in church, 
engaging in community groups, uh, sharing your faith with others, uh, meeting with other believers and discussing godly things, discussing the word. So develop good spiritual habits. Also, you can you can even set some short-term goals of setting good, you know, normal f- physical habits like eating right and exercising and getting out and, and experiencing things around you. Set goals like do well in school, find a good job, save money, find a good church. Right? All of these are good short-term goals for you to set. It, and, and then you can set some long-term goals. Like you want to finish school, but you want to finish school with a marketable degree. Right? So as you're setting goals for your life, personal goals for your life, I think that should be one of them. You're not just trying to let life happen to you. You're, you're wanting to take control as much as you can and set a plan for your life. Where do you want to be in three to five years? If you want to have a family and you want to be somewhat financially stable, one of the easiest and best ways you can do that in an American culture is to get a degree. Uh, is to earn, learn a skill. So get a marketable education. And when I say marketable, I mean something that you can engage in the workforce. There are a lot of degrees out there that are fun and they're exciting, but they're not going to make you much money. If any, you're going to have to do something else. And if you get a college degree and then have to go necessarily into a sales job to make money, well, then maybe you should have rethought the degree track you were on. So find uh, a, a, a track <laughs> where you can pursue and obtain a marketable degree and obtain a career job, right? Uh, but here's another long-term goal that I have, uh, and I would encourage our young men and women to set it. Make the, the, the goal, set the goal to mature towards being a spiritual leader in your church, and just in life in general, right? Like, what do you need to do? I think every young man and every young woman in the church should be striving to be in a position of leadership or in a position of service within the body. And if you're not ready for that now, what steps do you need to take to get ready for that? What steps do you need to take to get ready to be a Sunday school teacher? to be a small group leader, to be a ladies' Bible study leader? Um, what kind of steps would you need to take um, to be a deacon, to be an elder? Do you need to go to school? Uh, maybe, maybe in school you can minor in religion or something like that, and you can take some classes that will help you. Maybe you just need to really commit yourself to the common means of grace, being involved in the life of the church, coming to Sunday school, coming to prayer meeting, engaging with other believers, being in a discipleship group, whatever it might be. Maybe you need to establish a discipling relationship. You know, find a young, uh, an older man or an older woman in the church and go to them and say, hey, I'd like to sit down and learn from you, spend time with you, read a book with you, pray with you. Um, maybe you want to spend some time going on mission trips and, and be better equipped to be a missions leader. Or maybe you just want to serve in the church. You want to you know, hand out bulletins or greet people at the door or be on the cleanup crew or the hospitality crew or, or whatever it might be. Long-term goals like that and the, the steps that you need to take to, to get in that direction to, to achieve those goals, that's what you need to be doing when you're young. You can read formatively right? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of books that you might want to read, but read for the purpose of growing into something and maturing in particular areas. So read formatively. And then as as much as you are able while you're young, get experience. 
sit in on a Sunday school class and, and let the teacher know you'd like to do that. Ask for permission and just tell them you want to learn how they learn. You want to experience how they, not how they learn, but how they teach. So there's all kinds of things you can do there, but set personal goals and take steps toward maturity. Don't just set generic goals. Set personal, realistic, tangible goals and begin to work toward those. Um, so don't just, don't just let life happen to you. Count the cost, make a plan, set goals, and then get after it. And, and through it all, trust in the providence of God. Trust in the providence of God. So that's number two. So number one is make your relationship to Christ the, the, the most important pursuit. Number two, set personal goals and take steps toward maturity. Number three, invest in deeper relationships with peers and older brothers and sisters. Now, I'm very specific in what I'm, I'm thinking about here. When I say invest in deeper relationships, I'm not talking about those superficial relationships that we all have. Uh, there are individuals in the church that you know, you know their name, you see them in the foyer, you say hi to them on Sunday mornings, you might even sit near them or around them during Sunday school. Uh, you've heard them ask questions in class or, or in Bible study or something like that. and So you have a general knowledge of them. But I'm not, I'm not just talking about having general relationships with a lot of people. I'm talking about having deeper relationships with peers and older brothers and sisters. Invest in deeper relationships. And and the reason I say both peers and older brothers and sisters is that it's it's natural and it's easy for us to relate to our peers. But the Bible tells us over and over and over again that it is wise and immensely helpful to you to learn from older saints. So this is advice that I give to uh, young people all the time. Don't just spend time with your peers. Spend time with people that, that you admire if you if there's a, a woman in the church that is involved in maybe music ministry or maybe she's a, a part of our greeting team or maybe she leads Bible study or something like that and you've just had conversations with her and you just admire the depth of her sincerity you you admire the fact that that she knows the scriptures really well um, or, or you just look at her family and you say I want my family to be like that so go to that person and ask if you can have coffee with them and and just talk to them get to know them ask them to pray for you ask them to um, just pour their lives into you as much as they're willing and able at the time. But learn from people outside of your peer group. Don't just talk to older brothers and sisters. L listen to them. Ask questions and weigh their advice very carefully. Sometimes they're going to give you advice that really confronts your own thinking. Um, you're wanting to go in a particular career path or you wanted to make a decision in a relationship with a young man or a young woman. And, and this older person says, you know, brother, sister, I think you should go this way. And here's why. Be willing to submit to that and listen to it. Doesn't mean you take their advice. Maybe you do, but you need to weigh their advice very carefully because we need the perspective of mature and godly people more than we think. Uh, when I first came to Cornerstone, I was 33 years old. Uh, I had been an associate pastor for five years, almost five years. I had been a youth pastor for a total of about 10 years. Uh, <clears throat> so I, I was young in ministry, and I am so thankful that God placed in my life two elders, specifically two elders, um, Mark Ritchie and Dan Truitt, two men who... Uh, 
just had lived a long time in the ministry and were able to take that uh, that experience and and you generally take that wisdom and pour it into me. And so I just wanted to listen to them and learn from them. And I cannot even begin to describe how much their, um, their words and their mannerisms and their attitudes and their patience and all of those things have shaped me as a pastor. And I believe shaped me for the better. So we need to invest in deeper relationships, both with our peers Right? We need to know our peers. We need to um, pour into them, let them pour into us. We need to do the one another's with them. But we also need to develop deeper relationships with our older brothers and sisters. And this is, this is exactly what we see happening in Titus 2. Right? In Titus 2, um, Paul instructs older women um, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to wine. They are to teach what is good and train the young women to love their husbands. Right? So older women are training younger women. Um, even in this same passage, Paul talks about older men and younger men and the need for those two, those two groups of people to get together. We need to listen to the advice of older, wiser brothers and sisters. And, and sometimes we like to say we've talked to other people, but we neglect to do what they advise us to do. And let me just say this, that ain't helpful, right? So be investing in deeper relationships. And and the last thing I'll say, and this is another quote from Ryle, when it comes to investing in the relationships with your peers, Ryle says this, never make an intimate friend of anyone who is not a friend of God. Now that that might be a a little bit of a, a slap in the face or it might cause you to back up a little bit, but I think it's a good, it's good sound advice. Never make an intimate friend of anyone who is not a friend of God. Now, that's not saying that we don't uh, love and uh, respect and engage with unbelievers, people who don't know and love Christ, but it does say be uh, be guarded about giving your heart in intimacy, um, even giving your time and, and your mind in an intimate way to a friend who's not going in the same direction that you are as a Christ follower. The Bible talks about being unequally yoked in a marriage. I think a very similar advice should be given when it comes to the relationships that we invest in most deeply. So never make an intimate friend of anyone who is not a friend of God. So those are three bits of advice. Make your relationship to Christ the most important pursuit. Set personal goals and take steps toward maturity. Invest in deeper relationships with peers and older brothers and sisters. Um, oh, by the way, pick up and read Thoughts for Young Men. It's a great little book. There's also a wonderful book I mentioned, I think last week, um, by uh, John Piper, Don't Waste Your Life. That's a great book for young people. Um, also, uh, a little book by Kevin DeYoung, Just Do Something, about discerning the will of God. I think that would be a great book uh, as an answer to this kind of question. But there's some general advice. Oh, and by the way, while you're young, read everything. Do everything you can to read as much as possible. It doesn't really matter what. Read blogs, read newspapers, read good books, read your Bible. Um, just read as much as you can. I wish I could go back to the times in my 20s when I was sitting around doing nothing but watching Sports Center. Uh, and, and actually pick up a good book and read it and study it. So while you're young, read everything. And, and just so I can round this thing out with sound advice, pray about everything. Pray about everything. When you're young, 
it's easy to feel pulled in different directions. And it's easy to be overwhelmed by the life and the decisions that are in front of you. What are you going to do? What are you, where are you going to live? Who are you going to marry? And, and don't just take my advice, but take, take the Lord's advice. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, uh, don't be anxious about your life, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, about your body, what you're going to put on. Life is more than food and the body is more than clothing. And then he gives us some examples. The birds of the heavens. You know, God takes care of them. They don't work. They, they don't have a job, but God provides for them. The lilies of the field. They, they grow because God oversees that process and he makes them beautiful. And so he says, don't be anxious. Don't be anxious about all the little details of your life, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So that's good advice, right? Spend your life investing in the pursuit of the righteousness of God and the kingdom of God. That's good advice for us all. Now, there's so much more that could be said on this, but I hope this has been helpful to you in answering this question about advice for young people. Feel free to follow up with more questions or more comments on our social media accounts or by email or through the website. If you want to learn more about Cornerstone Baptist Church, you can find us online at cornerstonewiley.org. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at CBC Wiley. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash cornerstonewiley. And you can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play to stay up to date on all the new content. Thank you so much for listening.